0: Welcome to day four of 1 Corinthians chapter 6. We're walking through these verses, a detailed look at what the scripture has to say about how in the world should we look at these bodies God has given to us. They interact with the world every day. And if you don't look at your body, treat your body in the right way, have the right kind of faith towards your body, as much as you try to have faith in God and do the things that God wants you to do, you're not going to be able to do it. I know some people who try to super-spiritualize their lives, and it's all about the soul. It's about the mind. It's about the body. It's about the soul. It's about all of those. So Paul reminded us these last couple of days that one of the things I have to do is to choose not to misuse my body. And he gave us some questions to go over we looked at. There is a second thing that we need to do if we're going to look at this body in the right way, and that is I have to get the right perspective on my body this body that God's given right now. I know I'm going to have a resurrected one someday. How should I look at the body that I have right now? And Paul's very clear about that. It is very easy for us to swing from wrong perspective to wrong perspective when it comes to our physical bodies. The New Testament was written in a day, for instance, when people looked down on the body as a prison for the soul. They said, literally, the body is a tomb. To them, the body meant nothing, only the soul was important. Today, Many cultures have swung entirely the opposite way. The body is all-important. A strong and healthy body is seen as the secret to true happiness. If somebody has a strong and healthy body, then they must be a strong and healthy person. Yet we know how wrong that is. God's perspective is entirely different. His perspective on this is an entirely new perspective, and it involves two basic truths about your body, the body of the believer. He says, number one, your body is a member of Christ, It's joined with Jesus. And number two, your body is a temple of the Spirit. Listen to what he says in verse 15 to verse 18. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ himself? Shall I then take the members of Christ and unite them with a prostitute? Never. Do you not know that he who unites himself with a prostitute is one with her in body? For it is said the two will become one flesh. For he who unites himself with the Lord is one with him in the spirit. Flee from sexual immorality. All other sins a man commits are outside his body, but he who sins sexually sins against his own body. Now in these verses, verses 15 to 18, Paul does not pull any punches. He says the way to see your body is as joined to Christ. Because we are now in Jesus Christ, we are joined with him together. So just like you're, Hands and toes and fingers and arms are members of your physical body. All of us are believers are members of the body of Christ. You are joined together with Christ. And because of that, Paul talks to these Corinthians who are very tempted sexually in their society. And he says, what you're actually doing, if you sin, if you go to a prostitute and you join with that prostitute, it's like you're joining Christ to that prostitute. What a shocking way to look at it. What a true way to look at it. There's a lot of things that are said here. Many people think, well, the only true sexual union is when two people are married to each other and they've committed to each other for life. But Paul says here, one visit to a prostitute joins you with that person in a a physical and emotional and spiritual way that's deeper than you might imagine. Why does Paul say that? Well, psychologists say the same thing. The truth is sex creates a permanent bond, and that's why immorality is so hurtful. That's why sexual immorality tears people's lives up. For a moment of pleasure or a moment upon moment upon moment, they're tearing their soul apart. Because when we permanent bond, we leave a permanent wound. It's it's like super gluing two pieces of paper together. When you try to tear them apart, you might get somewhat successful, but it's going to be a mess. There's going to be consequences. and The same is true of us. Now, if you've sinned sexually, God is a forgiving God. And God is a restoring and healing God. If I sin emotionally, he can heal me. If I sin relationally, he can heal me. If I sin physically, he can heal me. When the scripture says here again, the two shall become one flesh, it comes from Genesis chapter 2. It's talking about marriage. It only makes sense to create a permanent bond like a sexual union in light of a permanent relationship like marriage. Paul also says here, it only makes sense to see yourself in everything that you do in life as joined to Jesus Christ. Now, some of us, we don't want to do that. We want to be joined to Jesus Christ when we're at church or we're doing good things. And then we want to like uh, unjoin the club. I'm not in the club right now. I'm taking my secret decoder ring off and putting it on the table. I'm taking my badges off. I'm not going to be a Christian anymore for like the next two days or the next half an hour. But the truth is, if you begin to see yourself as a member of Christ in whatever you do, it begins to cause you to see your body in a new way. Now, the object here is not guilt. The object here is change to change life. The object here is joy. That instead of creating these bonds and having this immorality in our lives that tears us apart, we have the power to begin to change because we see ourselves in a new way. Paul says, when you look at yourself, you are joined together with Christ. You're a member of Christ just like your hands and feet are a member of your body that's how you see your body that's the right perspective he brings in a second right perspective he says not only is that true but also your bodies are temples of the holy spirit in verse 19 do you not know that your body is a temple of the holy spirit who is in you whom you have received from god i'll never forget years ago being on top of a hotel overlooking jerusalem we had just uh, we had just gone the day before to visit the temple mount in jerusalem where there is no Jewish temple any longer. There's a mosque there, but the site is still there. And you could see that, that site from the top of the hotel where we were. And I was there with a group of pastors, and each day we were giving a message of devotion in the morning. It was my turn that day. And I couldn't help but point to that temple mount and remind myself and every one of us that was there, the temple is not there pointing to that mound of dirt. The temple's here pointing to our hearts, our own lives. You're a temple of God's Spirit. Your body is not a mere biological machine. It is a temple of God's Spirit. God's presence lives in your life. When you really get a hold of that, it revolutionizes everything. If you only get a hold of that on the factual basis, it makes you feel guilty about everything because you begin to feel like, well, I don't want God seeing me doing that. I don't want to take God into that. But when you really get a hold of what that means... You realize there is no place you can go. There's no place you can be that God's presence is not with you to strengthen you. And there's nothing that you can do that causes his presence to no longer be with you. The temple of God used to be in Jerusalem. It was a glorious structure. It was made of fine stone and wood and gold. But God decided to move into a more glorious residence. You. Your life. Your heart. I just want to remind you, and we're going to look at this in, our last day, that residence implies, signifies, in this case, ownership. When you ask Christ to come into your heart, you're not just asking that he come and visit for a while. You're asking that he come and be the permanent resident of your life. That's what it means to be a temple of God's Spirit. This is a brand new way for some of us to see ourselves. We don't walk through the day thinking, well, I'm joined to Christ in everything that I do. I'm the living, walking temple of Jesus everywhere that I walk. I think for some of us it sounds super spiritual even to think that way. Because we look at ourselves and we look at our bodies and we look at the way that we think and we think, not me, I'm not joined to Jesus, not me, I'm no temple. But God is saying, because of what God's Spirit has done in your life, there is some new creation that has happened. And even though you're caught up in this old world, even though you may be caught up right now in old ways of thinking, change can happen. Change can happen because of what God's done through his spirit. And tomorrow we're going to focus together on how that change happens in our daily lives. Let's end this day by praying together. Lord Jesus, help me to see myself for who I really am as a follower of Christ. I'm joined together with you. I'm a temple of your spirit. I thank you right now that joined with you, I can have strength that I would never have on my own, that as a temple of your spirit, I have your presence in my life wherever I go. I thank you for what that means in my life but Lord, I have to admit I don't understand all that it means. I want to understand it more. I want to learn more every day of my life, what it means to be joined to you, what it means to have your presence in my life. So teach me a little bit more today about what that means, I pray. Teach me in Jesus' name. Amen.